All right, all right. Good morning, church family. How we doing this morning? Yeah? Outstanding. Welcome to church, everyone. Those who are gathered here, those who are gathered there online, people who are just gathered everywhere. So glad to be in the space and in the place with you on this Sunday morning. So if you'll just do me a quick favor as we get ourselves centered and ready to go into a time of worship today, we'd like to take a couple of seconds to just take in some deep breaths, inviting the Spirit of God not only in this place but also within ourselves. So if you'll just breathe in with me one good time. Breathe out. That felt so good. Let's just do it a second time. Breathe in. Breathe out. And I'm Baptist through and through, so we always do things in threes. So let's just do it a third time. <laughs> and breathe in. Breathe out. Welcome to church. Good morning, church. We are blessed this morning to have a message for all ages created for us by Vicki Salim, uh, Prince Johnson, and Matthew Hoke Johnson. So especially all of the, the youngest members here, but really everybody, let me take a look at the, this message that's going to play. 
Hi everyone, I'm Vicky and this is Kudges. Hi! Hi. Oh, and that's Matthew, and my name's Prince, and this is Anna. Hi, Anna, Anama the elephant. Hi! Hi, everyone! And we are celebrating Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and we are at a party. Well, that's a lot of words. Uh, what does that mean, Asian American Pacific Islander? That means we can celebrate different traditions and cultures oh. with our friends. Oh, and giving us the ability to try new things and learn about people who are different from us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share our culture with uh, those who may not be aware of the diversity uh, that is in Asia. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Let it never be said that Middle Church doesn't know how to have fun. Uh, and we are so grateful for all the contributions of our API DA uh, siblings and the ways that they enrich this community, the way that they exemplify exactly what it means to be church, all of our particularity together celebrated 
honored, respected, upheld, love, period. Uh, my name is Reverend Benjamin Perry. Uh, I use he and they pronouns, and it's my great delight to be one of the ministers here at Middle Church. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a few things that are happening in the life of our community with eight of our wonderful tech folks back there. Here we go. So this morning you may have caught, uh, there was a congregational meeting at 10 a.m. talking about the future rebuilding, project, uh, rebuilding of this church and the capital campaign that we are launching. If you didn't catch it, don't worry, you are in the right place, both you online and you here in the room in person. We're gonna have another congregational meeting at 1 p.m. right after worship today, so all you have to do is hang out, sit down uh, and get ready and you're gonna hear all about sort of what the, the next phase of our rebuilding looks like and all of our dreams about what uh, this, this new uh, center for love, justice, spirituality and the arts is gonna look like here at Middle. So please stay for that. Uh, today also at 1 p.m., not to give you th competing things, but uh, we are upholding and celebrating this Nakba Remembrance Ceremony. Um, uh, commemorating the uh, horrific expulsion of Palestinians from their land, particularly in light of the assassination of the Palestinian journalists that I'm sure many of you saw. Uh, I think it's particularly important to renew our dedication to our Palestinian siblings, to affirm their right to self-dedication, even as we uh, affirm our, our goal for building a just peace in the region. So that's something we're lifting up today as well. Uh, this week, we have our next Freedom Rising Salon. Jackie is going to be in conversation with Talila Lewis. Talila is an incredible abolitionist community lawyer, a disability justice advocate, and they're going to be talking about uh, what does disability justice look like right here, right now. In particular, we're going to be talking about it in the context of churches, uh, in the context of movement work and building an anti-racist community. So that's going to be a fabulous conversation. You can get a uh, ticket for just that week online, or if you buy a season pass, you'll get all the recordings from uh, not just uh, every monthly series, but also the wonderful convening we had last month. So hot tip, get that uh, you know, season pass now. You'll get all those recordings. You can watch them whenever you want, and you can come to that event which is gonna be fabulous. And then next Sunday, uh, we are going to be taking a field trip to the Black Dolls exhibit at the New York Historical Society. We'll also have an opportunity to see the Freedom, uh, the Liberty Bell that is on display um, there that was taken out of our belfry after the fire um, and is now in this beautiful uh, place of prominence in the, New in the New York Historical Society. So you can see that, but you can also see this really, really incredible uh, Black Dolls exhibit as well. So that'll be an in-person tour that'll leave from here after worship uh, and go over there. And I think it's gonna be a fabulous time. So you can email Elise Tirelli at etirelli at middlechurch.org to RSVP or to find out more information. And with that, I wonder if you would just resettle your body for a moment. I, like many of you, woke up this morning to news of a shooting in Buffalo, a reminder of the incredible devastation that racism continues to inflict on this country and on minoritized communities in particular, the anti-blackness that continues to fester. God, as we approach you in prayer, we ask you that this time something might be different. That this time news won't simply revert to normal as we prepare for yet another senseless massacre. That this might be a moment in which the nation confronts the evil that still burns in our midst 
and does something about it. That we don't pretend that anti-racism is a threat when people's lives are every day under the threat of violence. We will see a beautiful dance by Amethyst entitled Changed. And as we watch, may we too pray that this might be a moment when we are changed, when this country is changed, when this world is changed, that our souls might be ignited for justice, that our streets might be moved closer to peace.
God in the same way that Amethyst's body beautifully expands and occupies that space. May these prayers expand and occupy our hearts. May they radiate love outwards and bring us all closer to justice. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, and we invite you to pray with us with whatever words and language you grew up with, whichever feel right in your mouth, or you can join me in an inclusive version printed in the bulletin. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be thy name. Thy reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever and ever. Friends, the good news of the gospel is this, that we are not confined to the sins of this world. We are not confined to the violence that harms our communities. In the love of God, we are forgiven, loved, and set free, free to share that peace and love with those around us. So friends, share a sign of love. Uh, in this time of ongoing pandemic, we're asking you know, to avoid maybe hugs and other forms of you know, close bodily affection, but if you can you know, offer a, a bow or an acknowledgement to other people in the space uh, and a deep acknowledgement to all of our folks joining us on uh, the, the interwebs from all over the world, uh, the peace of God be with you as well. So friends, peace be with you.
everybody. My name is Jackie. If this is your first time here, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And I had a negative COVID test this morning, hence my mask is off. How are you doing? It's good to see you. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to Middle Church. How many of you are here for the very first time? Okay, welcome. How many of you are back home since a long time? Yeah, it's good to see you all. We're so glad to be with you. Listen, it is a wild and woolly world out there. So let me not pretend 
that that's not true. I'm so grateful to our staff. Thank you all so much for our volunteers, for all of you to come out into the wilderness, the wildness that is church. We're so grateful. And choir that you sing with those masks on just makes me want to bite you on the neck. You are lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing that. That was, a, that was a nice thing I was trying to say. <laughs> Welcome home, Dion McLean Freeney. We're glad to have you. Will you say a prayer with me? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And goodness knows we need to hear from you right now. So in whatever humble way that my words, the words from my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts can be acceptable in your sight, this is our prayer, Holy One, that you will come by here and give us what we need to make it through. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we're in a synagogue, and this is my Bible right up in here right now. So this is the word of God as it comes from the book of Revelation, uh, the apocalypse, according to John. And I'm going to read chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. Listen for a word from God. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, see, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be God's peoples. And God, God's self will be with them and be their God. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, that one said, Write this. For these words are trustworthy and true. Then God said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. This is the word of God for the people. I could hardly watch the news yesterday. I was deeply moved by the organic, nationwide uprising, standing for the rights of pregnant people to decide to do with their bodies what they need to do with their bodies. I mean, all over the nation, women and men and children dressed in green, standing outside, standing up for the right to choose. I was just so proud 
of the reaction to the leaked document, to the, to the words on the page, to the, to the awareness that the issue really isn't abortion, though we must be able to say that word out loud, but that the issue really is a wholesale assault on human rights, and we know this. Sophisticated people know this. The ones who are coming to know this know this. We know that the old German poem is true for us. If they're coming first for voting rights, and then they're coming then for the parents of trans children, and then they're coming for the women and the ones who are pregnant, then they're coming, y'all, for all of us. For all of us. For all of the freedoms for which our grandmothers and grandfathers and I mean, from suffragettes to, no, let's go back, to emancipation, let's go back to every human soul that said, I will be free. Let's go back to Harriet Tubman walking once again and again to get people out of bondage. Let's go back to everybody who stood to say, I must have the right to vote. Let's go back to all the soldiers who fell to the ground dead to stand for the rights for us to live. Let's go all the way back to my great uncle George, working with Fannie Lou Hamer, making sure that there was a right to vote for those poor people in Mississippi. Let's go back to all the students who sat at lunchroom counters defying the white supremacist, eating there and being crashed on the head by ketchup bottles and salt bottles. Let's go back to all the people marching across the Pettus Memorial Bridge saying, give us free. Let's go back to that ship of slaves and all who stood for their right to have liberty on this land. Let's go back to every Chinese justice warrior who said we will make this nation a nation for our people too and move this conversation from black and white. Let's go to all the queer people who stood up in dance clubs and on streets to make this nation a safe and well place. I was so proud to watch the march of justice and all of the human beings who would stand and pull the ark so that it bends toward justice. And then, and then, there's what your eyes cannot stand to see one more time. Only that they're black is he hunting the people in that neighborhood, in Buffalo. And that this home place, land of the free, home of the brave, cannot connect the dots between slave patrols and the right to bear arms so that the white supremacists can easily shop and shoot and kill. I can hardly breathe. How about you? What does it mean when John's vision, his apocalypse, says, I see a new heaven and a new earth because the old one has passed away. I, I see a time where there's no more crying and no more mourning. I see a time when the waters of life 
flow freely so that all of the thirsty children, including the ones in Flint who still don't have clean drinking water, can live and be made well by the river of life, the water of life. How, how do we imagine somebody seeing something so beautiful and amazing and powerful and positive in his time, which is not so different than ours? I mean, when I was a little girl, uh, my mother and father would stick a book in my face all the time. Here, read this. You know, what do you, what does it mean to menstruate? Here, read this. You know, why are people, <laughs> why are people crazy? Here, read this. Why, why is there racism in the world? Girl, read this. <laughs> is there really a God? Read this. And then I'd read it, cover to cover. And you get to Revelation and you're like, what in the hell, mom and dad? What does it, right? What is this talking about? What is with the beast? What is with the sea? What is with the sea monster? I mean, the vision in, in, in John's apocalypse, which really just means to reveal, to pull back, to take away the veil, happens in a context in which he's describing not only the future, but the present tense events happening in his time. Turmoil, heartbreak, war, famine, oppression, power-wielding, power-grabbing people making the masses broke, destitute, class wars. The beast is Babylon. The beast is Rome. The beast is the United States of America. Did I say that? The beast is. Capitalism run amok. The beast is any nation state that occupies any other nation state and kills its journalists and would disrupt the funeral with batons and bullets. John's vision of God everywhere, making light everywhere, God so present to all the people, they don't even need temples or synagogues or mosques because God takes up residence in each of them. Like this synagogue made a mishkan for us, a tabernacle for us, God tabernacles in the people so profoundly that religion, that's what John was writing about. The Beatle John. <laughs> Just wanted you to stay with me on the... Stay with me on the Johns. <laughs> Imagine there's no country, right? It isn't hard to do. Imagining a time where borders don't matter, where ethnicity doesn't matter, where gender and sexuality doesn't matter, not because it doesn't matter or doesn't exist, but because it isn't a border or a boundary to keep us apart from one another. This is what he saw. This is what he's dreaming of. And guys, we, we don't see it. Not yet, not yet, not nearly enough. Oh, no. We, the church, don't see our calling, vocation, to be the temple of the holy, the residence of the holy, the place where God takes up residence and lives in us so profoundly that we change the world. We're just not ambitious enough. We're just not. And I want to be honest with you, sometimes I can't see, I can't see it. God, I'm a professional seer of things. 
I get paid to see, and sometimes I can't. It's just too distracting, it's just too hard, it's just too much, it's too painful. You can't take it. And if your head is bowed and your tears are flowing, it's really super hard to see a healed world through blurry, red, itchy, teary, heartbroken eyes. But on a good day, I remember that when I was a little girl and mom and dad were throwing books at me, I had a vision, a dream, that I would dream almost every year on Target, right around the time The Wizard of Oz would come on. I would dream this dream. And I am pretty sure there was a correlation. You'll know when I say it. I would dream a dream every year of being a girl on a journey up a mountain. And I'd walk around and around and around the mountain, through summer, through spring, through winter, through fall, verdant trees. I could smell, I could feel the changing of color, the transformation. I'd walk around and around and around until I got to the top. And when I got to the top, there would be a mountain lion. And the lion was white and had like a giant mane and green scary eyes, but I wasn't afraid. And the lion would be talking, the lion would be talking. And I couldn't understand it. What is this? What is it saying to me? I'd try to read its lips. I'd try to slow it down. And I didn't understand it. And I couldn't understand it. And I would dream it every year. And about 10 years ago, I got clear that the lion was saying the words that if I could understand them, I would know how to heal the world. This crazy text from John is difficult to understand. And his vision is difficult to see. But his core message, y'all, is we are the ones that God is waiting for to get busy healing the world. She can't do it without us. If she could, she would have by now. She needs children and teenagers and mommies and daddies, old people and young people, queer people and straight people, black and white people, Asian, indigenous and Latinx people to get in line for the movement of love and justice, to be willing to open up our hearts and our minds and let God inhabit us fully, pushing out selfishness, pushing out fear, dismantling the isms that we think define us and being one human family healing the world, the world, the creation, Paul says, is waiting like a woman in childbirth for the children of God to reveal themselves. Come on, y'all. We've got to show up and show off and stand up and be seen as holy people filled with power to make a difference in this world. How dare we send thoughts and prayers one more time to the families of dead people without doing something about it. And don't say we can't. When is the day that we will all walk out of our jobs and be on strike till America acts like the reign of God? That's what I'm dreaming about. I'm dreaming about connecting the dots, not having oppression Olympics, and saying, until you love the women, until you love the queers, until you love the trans, until you love the, all of those alphabets in the Asian community, because they're not one thing, until you love the black man standing on the corner who should be able to live and be black and not be under threat, until you love even the white people who need 
to be loved into healing, we are not going to be free. And we are going to stand together across ethnicity and religion. We're going to stand together across class. And we are going to make this world the dream of John of Patmos and the plan of God. Healed, hold, no more pain, no more mourning, no more crying, no more hunger. Enough for everyone to survive and thrive. Come on, middle people. This is our job. We clearly didn't need a temple in order to be faithful this last two years because we didn't have one. But I'll tell you what, God's people want to be seen and hugged and touched. They want to feel the choir sing. They want to hear the see our faces pretty soon, all of our faces with eye contact and feel the embodiment of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? The reason that we are called by God to do a bold new thing on the earth is because we're gifted to do the bold new thing on the earth. We have the stuff. We've got the stuff that we want. We've got the stuff that we need. We've got more than enough to make racism fall to its knees. Because we are the kings and queens and non-binary siblings of the day and night, and God is calling us to move. Are you ready to move? Are you ready to move? Are you ready to move? Then let's go and get busy. Amen. As wind, as water, as fire, as life, God is infinite potential. God is change. Octavia Butler. We are in the wilderness now, but not alone. As we make community in digital spaces, do our organizing in the Zoom rooms or make music, as we worship sometimes as guests, until we find our way home. You are absolutely, fantastically, amazingly created in the image of the holy. It's almost sacrilegious to not love yourself, my people. Middle is rising. We are rising in a pandemic to support those who grieve. We're rising in our local community to support parents, seniors, children, and queer folks. To create art, music, and joyful resistance. We are rising in our city and world. Voter registration and voting rights. 
thriving are tied together. We believe assiduously in love and in the fiercest love of all. Middle is rising. I think the question becomes what kind of church do we want to be? I love you. So Dion's playing a little background music for me before we start the video. That's what you'll be hearing in a second. Uh, <laughs> um, so in 2012, this is something that uh, Chad Tanaka Pak took on. Where, Chad, where are you, buddy? He's here today. Woo, Chad! <laughs> Chad wrote the book, and I did the music. And we had all these little kids that are now in college. Uh, and so this is some of the history of our, of our revolutionary movement, right? This is the Madame Barbunia and Pinky and finding a place in the circus and finding your voice so that you can change the world. And so we wanted to share a little bit of that history with you this morning during the offertory.
pray. Bless these gifts, O oh God, to be used for thy will and thy purpose. We see, God, this brand new day. May we be your hands and your feet to bring God's kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Okay, my friends, would you stand with us as we do our closing hymn? We are called the singing version of the sermon where you get to respond with your vocals. Here we go. y'all hear me trying to put some Whitney Houston up in here? I was like, did you really try to do that, Jackie? I got the stuff that you want. You know, um, I, that's what I, I did that, didn't I? Did I? Yes, Darren, you are exactly who God requires right now. Exactly where you stand in the world and the relationships you have and the networks that are yours and the family dynamics 
you are exactly who God requires to make a brand new day. You are exactly the one, exactly in the space, exactly gifted, just you, just exactly as you are, little ones, older ones, to make an anti-racist, fully inclusive, fully loving, economically just, environmentally strong reign of God on earth, period, in which love is all that matters, period. God is watching us from a distance. I'm in a pop song place. Being God, not managing us like a puppeteer, but hoping, I believe, beyond hope, that we will do the right stuff, because we've got the right stuff to do, okay? So this is it, this is it, this is it, this is it. All hands on deck to fix the world, period. That's it. No time for bystanders, no time for spectators. It's you, right? So may you see, as my rabbi friend says, that you are connected. May you learn how to see that the only way to have an ethical and moral world is for all of us to get in the game. Can you see your job? <laughs> Come on, please. So we don't cry for any more dead people shot by guns because they're hated. Let's be love. Amen. <laughs>